All right, VMware Explore 2023 Community Edition, John. You know, we gotta we gotta talk to the people. It's not just all you know, fancy pants, Fortune tens needs. It's about it's about the it's about the people who are just trying to run some VMs, you know, at, at home and and, and yeah. test some stuff out. Absolutely, yeah, I, I do love that about our about the V community. Is there's so many home lab editions. There's so many podcasts dedicated to that. There's so many YouTube channels, and everybody's figuring out ways to do things with whether it's nested ESXi, but just doing all different types of things. Obviously, William Lamb, much praise for all the work he does in there, but he's not the only one. And so today joining us uh, from VMware, actually VMware employee, but very active in the VMware community, Matt Mancini, who I like to refer to because I'm Italian as Matt Mancini. Mancini. Va bene, tutto posto. Hey, welcome to the Virtually Speaking Podcast, my friend. Thank you, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, so we were talking earlier about uh, a project you've been doing with uh, the Optane Disk, Intel, and uh, getting these in the hands of some of our community uh, for their labs. So why don't you set the story for us? Yeah, it was uh, an interesting story. I was doing uh, home labs for uh, uh, all flash vSAN, and Intel had saw my post, and they said, hey, you know, we'd really like to get these uh, Optane, these high-performance Optane disks, into the hands of the experts and other folks to enhance their, their labs. So from there, I just you know started reaching out to our VExpert team, built a program, and, and we really started getting motivated to get those disks out there to them all. Oh, okay. And so what are they doing with the disks? Yeah, so most of them uh, use them for uh, vSAN deployments, so they use it for their, their front-end cache, right? Yeah, yeah. And we should probably say that Optane isn't uh, <laughs> Isn't for production. We're totally talking home labs here, right? Yeah, yeah it's home lab stuff. So yeah, it's, yeah, this, is, this is the home lab version. That's right. But what they would do is it would really they could see the performance and the enhancement, and from there the the kind of ask was if you're going to get a set of these drives. And granted, we gave them like ten to twelve drives each. Oh wow! It was insane. Yeah, no, I saw I saw, I saw someone post the the loot photo, and it's like that is a pile of drives. Yes. Yeah, that's a score. Um, yeah, we, we scored some serious drives for the V-Experts. So many of them globally were able to get involved in that program. Uh, they were able to enhance their vSAN, especially in the cache area. Uh, but I've done a little bit more than than that, right? I've, yeah. I've taken the bond. That's kind of our next topic, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, you get it in the hands of these people so they can actually, because home labs are expensive, first of all. Oh, anyway. yeah. And then, you know, you want to have a disk that's going to be able to have some level of performance. Uh, and so, yeah. Getting it in hands is the first part, but then now, what do you do with them? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, uh, one of the things I did was a, which was a little bit different. Uh, you know, you're right. Getting three hosts up in a vSAN cluster can be a lot of expense for folks. But there's workstation out there uh, quite a bit. And if you can enhance workstation to do something, you know, like nested ESA or nested OSA, uh, you can really do some great things. And that's why I did was I built this what I call my super workstation, right? This big yeah. beast of a workstation to do it. Well, what's cool with nested labs, um, like moving your, your, instead of having, you know, three or four nooks that can kind of, they're great, but maybe they're old celery ones or whatever that have two cores at 1.6 gigahertz. You get to the point that if you try to run something like VCF, that's got a little bit of heft to it. Um, even with Holodeck, you know, you're, you're still in above 100 gigs of RAM needed or things like that. Or you want to run a, you want to simulate a larger cluster than how many nooks you really want to tolerate having DC adapters dangling around. Having this bigger workstation was kind of a trend I've seen. People sometimes find like yep. off-lease, you know, s small Xeons, like there were some drafting station and, and stuff them up. It's, so what, what were the specs? Kind of where did you go with yeah. this? So I was able to get a um, engineering sample from Intel, a Xeon Gold 6252, a 24-core processor for the base. Uh, Is this one of the ones that it, it's chiseled in the CPU restricted? 
Yeah, that could be. <laughs> I, I ended up with one of those one time. I was like, what the heck is this? Yeah. Like, yeah. You can, you can find them on eBay for a pretty good price. And, you know, but it's run like a top. It runs great. It's a yeah, great yeah. processor. You know, 384 gigs of RAM in this box. 63 terabytes of disk. And yeah, then, you got have like two full VCF workload domains in that it, thing. Totally, nested, like, totally. It's, yeah, the real star is uh, those Optane disks, though. Getting those, I put three one and a half terabyte drives in there. And I well, because you're probably overcommitting memory, so then you can swap to really, really fast disks. You absolutely. can if you wanted to. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. And what I did was each drive was an in, I considered individual ESXi host. Ah, so each drive had its own yeah. Optane disk to run. And when it boots up, it just boots. It runs so smooth. I could run a, like a Windows VM to do Active Directory, NTP, et cetera, and other, VCSA, and then these three appliances. And it was just like I had three full hosts. It ran so well. Yeah. That, and it, it's a lower cost to do something like that than someone trying to buy three hosts and build it up themselves. I, I worked yeah. on some hands-on lab development recently, and it got me much more familiar with nested vSphere. And I remember the early days, nested vSphere was slow like clunky. But when you get the storage layer up fast enough, um, I, you know, I still don't want to run my prod Oracle d database in a nested instance. But um, it's it's actually pretty responsive for like testing stuff out, labbing yeah. stuff out, like those types of workflows. So I was getting about fifteen thousand IOPS out of my to one, a nested host. That's incredible. Single nested nested host. Host. Off of a single drive, and it's hairpinning God knows yeah. yeah, yeah it was doing very well. I was very under, on Windows 11, you know, yeah, of the yeah, underlying yeah. OS, and yeah. so it did pretty darn good. But I was also able to do um, a two-node uh, robo cluster, right? So yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I was able to do that with OSA. But I was actually able to spin up four of those at the same time. Oh wow! So four two nodes, and then do some testings. Try out the nested raid, all that yeah. stuff. That's fun. And still had plenty of space to spare with the, the Optane disk. Okay, so. no, that's a uh, that's a good use for them. Yeah, um, so then you actually took all this knowledge that you did and and actually created the YouTube channel out that's here. Well, I have yeah. I've had a YouTube channel for a while, but for this particular series, I made a nine-part series that takes folks from step one all the way through the entire process of how to build it from nothing, like yeah. installing Windows 11 and you know how to do OSA, or excuse me, ESA install and VCSA and NTP, the whole thing, it explains it all. Oh, that's always cool, because that always helps if you're, you can go through that and you can, you know, maybe play one part faster, skip ahead, but you, if you're missing something, like how did yeah. that work? You got the steps. Yeah. I've actually had some college professors reach out to me and say, we love what you've done here. Yeah. We're using all of your stuff to create, to teach our kids in, in college yeah, yeah, about yeah. how to use Workstation, right? It was, That's I was really fun. surprised. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Are you getting any kickback for that? No proceeds going no, to you? Nope. <laughs> We're going to have to talk to Michael Roy, get you a special discount code. Uh, no, I kid. Yeah. I know you. I know you. Obviously, uh, you're no stranger to to doing you know volunteer work and all that stuff, and giving and giving your work out to the community. Yeah. Uh, but not only to the V community, actually to the community out here in Las Vegas. That's as right. Well. Is that right. Yeah. So I'm a, a 12 year employee with uh, VMware, and what they do is they give you about three thousand dollars to donate to a nonprofit. Right. So I chose the Pinball Hall of Fame. And everyone's kind of like pinball. Why are yeah. you giving three thousand bucks to a pinball place? That's right? my question. And, <laughs> I mean, I think I might have given three thousand dollars to pinball in my youth, but that's a different story in a different way. So, but they're actually a nonprofit here in Las Vegas, and what they do is they actually give ninety-five, almost ninety-five percent of their proceeds back to charity. And one use case, they're actually building housing for foster kids that age out of the system and have no place to go. Uh, that's cool. So, so it's a good return on investment. Maintain yeah, the machines and. and 
Exactly, and you know, gaming really got me into IT like a lot of folks did. I mean, that's really yeah. how we got our start. And I see by, you know, the Pinball Museum preserving these games is a great thing, but in addition to that, I'm going to spend two weeks there actually repairing the games. Wow. Which is great. I have an electronics background, so I'm going to go in and repair them to kind of help them keep up the running and making more money. So. Wow, that's pretty that's cool. Charities. Get out the soldering iron. Sounds like fun. Yeah, <laughs> good stuff. And what is the name of this uh, pinball company again? Uh, the uh, actual place is called the uh, Pinball Museum Hall of Fame. Oh, wow. I think there's been a couple of V-Expert parties there over yeah, there. Yeah, we were just there. <laughs> so so my recommendation is when you do that, maybe get some footage of this place as well and add absolutely. it to your, uh, to your YouTube channel. I'd love to see that. Yeah, absolutely. That's the next thing for sure. Yeah. Matt, yep. man, what, what, a, what a stellar example for, for the VMware community, man. I appreciate you no, doing that. You. I also appreciate you joining us on the Virtually Speaking Podcast. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. And folks can always reach out to me at vmexplorer.com. I have a list of all the, the videos and, uh, you know, all the bombs, the bill of materials for all my home yeah. labs and workstations. It's all there. I'm always help, always glad to help out the community. Yeah, we yeah. will definitely leave links in the show notes of this episode uh, to all of that, to your YouTube channel uh, and to your blogs and all that stuff. So absolutely. Yeah. Matt, thanks so much, man. No worries. Thank you for having me. Thank you.